You're listening to Long Short Radio, brought to you by Landshark Education. We're taking you behind the scenes of real traders and entrepreneurs from around the world, talking all things money and markets. All right, so welcome everybody back to the Long Short Show. This is Dan Bustamante, one of the co-hosts here at the Long Short Show. I'm going to be doing this episode on my own. I'm going to talk about uh, trading psychology or psychology in general. And I want to go through a few things and discuss, um, I guess, the insights to trading psychology and give you guys ideas to, um, I guess, what has helped certain traders help me in my trading to talk about this stuff. Uh, I'll admit when I was first asked to do a topic on trading psychology, it was a little difficult to decide um, what to discuss because, um, in my opinion, there's really not too much into that goes into it. Um, that's my personal opinion. Number two is... I think the people that focus on trader psychology, um, I almost think it's like a crutch for just not doing the chart work properly or not having analysis to be pretty blunt on this. Um, it varies from person to person. I think that the psychology part I'll talk about before I get into it, there's two points. One is people have issues on you know, when to take profits or not taking profits. I think that's the big issue across the board. Um, Number two, personal issue was trading with a lot of size, putting a lot of size on a position um, with futures and options has always been a difficult thing to do, not with shares. And I'll explain why in this episode. So uh, before we start the episode, what I want to do is give a, a quick note to our sponsor, Landshark Education, a school that teaches people how to trade and invest in the markets, whether you have a 401k retirement account or are speculating in the markets, you're interested in learning how to trade you can head to landsharkeducation.com. There's campuses online, Vancouver, Kentucky, and Scottsdale, Arizona, as of current, with more to come. So let's get started today's episode, Trading Psychology. Um, I want to go through a few things. And like all things, what I try to do as a trader, whether it's you know investing or whatever I go through, I try to go to the, the derivative of what the issue is. So why are we even talking about trading psychology? Um, is where I'm going to start with, and I'm going to start here. I think most traders, and I'm going to go through it when they get into investors in general, people that tried to do this, the number one fear they have is losing money. Um, And I'm going to be, this is where a lot of issues for traders derive, is the fear of losing money. Um, This is where the issues of switch, excuse me, switching from trading strategy to trading strategy um, this is where the issue comes from trying to buy an alert service to take somebody else's trades. This is where the issue comes from getting trading indicators. This is where the issue comes from going to chat room to chat room. This is where the issue comes from uh, switching from options to futures or switching from different option strategies. Um, this is where a lot of those issues derive from is a fear of losing money. So all of those, there's an issue you get to that point. I'm a big fan of trying to find the derivative, like I mentioned, of, of problems. If you find that address, I think it's easier. For those of you who haven't read it, Ray Dalio has a great book out, Principles. He had a kind of a principles PDF that he put out 10 years ago that I read. This is kind of the same thing. It's a little bit different from when I, I skimmed the book last time. Um, but he's always talked about, in his hedge fund, um, you know, one of the most respected funds in the world, um, Bridgewater, if you, you look at it, research it, he talked about with his investors, his portfolio managers was, I want there to be truth and transparency. So if you're wrong in an idea, I don't want yes men. 
or yes, woman around. I want you to say, look, this is why this is wrong. So we can come to a solution. I'm a big fan of doing that. I think for some traders, if it comes off as blunt uh, or the wrong way, in my opinion, it's much easier teaching or instructing so we don't make those mistakes. Now, this industry, financial education and learning to do this, you will have people, whether it's trading books or educators, people selling indicators, it'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's not. Well, they, they weren't that good. So you, you probably need to indicate this is what you've been missing. And, and really what that is, is you looking for outside validation for issues that you've caused on your own trading. This, and that's 100% what it is um, across the board. I've seen it uh, with traders from you know the past four or five years. Um, I don't do a lot of the consultation with, with a lot of our students anymore, um, but I've seen it when I first started and it was just a one-man operation this company. I would meet people that would jump around from trading instructor to instructor to indicator to indicator, uh, and they never just accepted blame for their own issues. Um, you will get to a point in trading, and I'll go back to the point of losing on this, where you should understand something and the learning process is over. Um, I mean that. If you are in the phase where you, you feel like you're always learning and you've been doing this for five or six years and you're like, oh, well, I can always continue to be learning, learning new strategies. I mean, I don't know what to say. Um, that's just, it's not true. So if you're making money with a strategy, you don't have to change it every year, but we'll get to that in a second. So going back to losing, a lot of traders have an issue with losing money or, or being afraid to lose. So what happens is people get into a trade and they bail on the trade idea for a few reasons. The reason becomes is they're not sure about their support resistance levels. They're not sure about their targets. They're not even sure about the trades that they bail. Happens all the time. The fix to that solution is very, very simple. If you do not have profit targets, a proper trading setup, or you've not done your analysis and have not processed the trade in your mind before you've, you've taken it, do not take the trade. It's that simple. That's the fix. The second thing is people have a fear of losing $100, $200. I'll be really blunt with this. If your intention, if you're listening to this podcast, whether you're a student or you've stumbled upon this, I can tell you this. If you want to get into this industry and losing $100 or $200 is going to rattle you or even $300, this is not the industry for you. There are a lot of different ways to, to slice bread. There's online businesses, there's Amazon, there's a lot of different ways to make money in the world. If that bothers you, you will never be successful trading the markets. I don't care if it's e-mini futures, oil, yen, options, it does not matter. You will never be successful. I don't say this to, to brag. I can trade any product in the world. To me, when I look at a product, it's just price. What's it worth? What can I short sell it? Can I buy it? It's all the same, whether it's a, a, a shoddy penny stock that I refuse to mess with, the yen, the euro, um, currency pairs, which I don't trade much anymore of, option stock, it doesn't matter. Price is just price. There's support, there's resistance, there's supply, there's demand, vice versa, vice versa. That's all, the, that's all this is. So that being said, the fear of losing causes traders to look for different strategies. I'm going to give you an example of this. A few years ago, we had a student make about $80,000, give or take. I had spoken in a while and I go, you know how, how things going? Look, I made 80 grand. And he goes, but there's bad news. I go, well, what's the bad news? And I knew what it was. And he said, look, I just, you know, I lost it all. And I go, you lost all $80,000 in two months. And for those of you who you know, think you know this wasn't Trader Jake, it was somebody else. Um, 
because I lost all 80,000 two months later. How is that possible? I, of course, I know how it's possible. Zikwala just didn't, you know, he didn't have an answer. We all know the answer. The answer was, before I get to the answer, this is what he did. Instead of realizing why that issue occurred, he had joined a different chat room. A really well-known uh, kind of trader. And started looking at indicators and backtesting. If you had the skill set to make $80,000 trading in the markets, you still have that skill set. You have a problem with risk management, not your trading process or your skill set. That is your problem is risk management. That's a personal issue to fix. I've seen this time and time again. In fact, I had a student hopefully listens to this um, who had wrote a bad review about us. And I didn't have a lot of interaction with him. In fact, he was teaching with other instructors. But for some reason, he decided to blame his losses on me. I, I assure you on this, and I, we keep record logs of all of our contact with students for legal stuff purposes. I'd maybe spoken with him twice. He never reached out to me. He had lost money in the markets and wrote a review and said something about, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Dan was almost berating or making fun of Trader Jake, who's one of my best friends, um, about his risk management. He goes, look, he's going to lose all his money. He's going to blow his account by the way he's trading. And for those of you who don't know, we had a student who's one of my good friends, make a lot of money in a very short amount of time. And when he was new to this, when I would told him, I go, look, at a $40,000 account, you can't put $10,000, a quarter of your account in one position. Because sooner or later, one of these trades isn't going to go your direction. You're going to have a large loss. You don't want your PL volatile swings to be that manner. Now, of course, I've done this for 10 years. Explaining to someone new is very hard. You have to kind of go through your own experiences in life to see it. I was just trying to prevent him so he didn't have any issues. So the student that wrote the review said, look, you know, he was, he was making fun of him. I wasn't. It wasn't. That wasn't the intention. The intention was I've seen this road before. I've done this. I'm 32 since literally the age of 18. It's all I've ever done. Um, it's online businesses here and there, but I primarily traded the markets and, and managed risk. And, and I went and talked to him and, and uh, you know, I had another student that was working with him. And I go, you know, well, what was this issue? This trader wrote this review. He took it down. I go, what was it? Well, look, he goes, man, this guy's a huge ego. And there, he goes, we had this one trade I remember two years ago on this one stock and we just crushed it. And we got to a sell zone and he refused to sell the position. All of us had taken profits and these were sizable positions. He refused to take profits. Well, of course, two weeks later, the stock was down 20%. So this goes back to both sides of this. Whether you're afraid to lose or whether you're, you get greedy, there's, there's a, two devils on this. Those issues are easily fixable. Right? This isn't like, you know, you, I'm trying to, how, how could I equate this? It's not like, you know, we had a, an earthquake. You can't stop an earthquake. That's man-made. You can solve those issues very quickly. You just don't be greedy and take profits or be, if you're afraid to lose, look at a different industry. And what I find a lot with traders that I speak with, and even myself going through this is, a lot of the answers are very simple. We just want to make them more complicated. And there are times that it's not to be funny or just simp ivory towerish, but I get emails from people or questions that aren't students or I've chatted before and I just refuse to answer them because the answer is, it, there's just, again, they're looking for a validation concept, which I'll get into in a second. So the fear of losing is a big issue. Obviously, nobody likes to lose money. It's a part of investing in the markets. It's just how things go. 
it, it's a necessary um, evil to all this. And I'm going to mention something briefly that I've been seeing recently online. I've been seeing a company talk about teach people, look, we have an 80% or 90% win rate. It's very, very attractive. And in fact, they're doing, from what I see from the look outside looking in very well. Now, the strategy they're teaching people to trade, and I'm going to give you another example. The upsides are very limited, spread trading. And some of you might know I'm talking about, I'm not going to mention them. I don't feel like getting in a tiff-taff um, at all. But I'm just going to explain to you the mentality of retail traders in this. So when you see 80 or 90% win ratio, you're like, oh, this is great. I'm telling all of you that's very simple to do with the strategy of selling call spreads or put spreads that are way out of the money. The problem you face is that your gains are very, very small. Now, you may be thinking like most amateur novice people, well, what if I just keep adding those gains? It's not that simple. If it were that simple, everybody would be doing this. In fact, I would be doing this and teaching you all to do this. I don't do it. So and I tell all students this, you know, this isn't like, you know, we, we've been sailing around the world and we found a new island and we're, we're discovering the island for the first time. People have discovered trading. I have discovered trading. We've looked at all this. There's very little most people have not discovered that's already there. A lot of it is goes back to what we're going to discuss in the episode today is most people just can't stick to a process and be consistent, whether it's with trading, waking up on time, doing analysis, exiting the trade of the proper targets, putting risk on properly. Most people can't even do that, let alone um, try to come with some proprietary secret system. So going back to the discussion um, on, on losses on this. So one of the issues with that strategy or going back to it is for the new trader, if you're losing, 80 or 90% win ratio sounds great. Because what does it do for you? Even if you're making $20 a trade, you feel good. Your mind feels good by winning, even if it's 20 or $30. But what you forget is what you've given up for feeling good is profits. You're all here listening to this podcast, learning, studying this industry, whether it's business, whatever it is, to make money. So you've given up the feeling of a little bit of pain mentally, that's not real, by the way, to make small gains. So what happens is people fluctuate to that. I'm going to give you another example of a student. One of her students a few years ago, she'd made like three or 4,000 in the month. She goes, send me your PL. She goes, look, this is awesome. My second month in. I go, this is great. She goes, there's one bad thing. Like, What's a bad thing? She goes, I only kept like 1,800 of it. And I go, why is that bad? She's like, well, look at my losses. And I go, yeah. So you still made $1,800 out of all this. Big deal. Stay-at-home mom, you know, not living in Los Angeles for $1,800 and it doesn't go that far or New York or Miami or London. It's a lot of money, especially if you're a second month in, right, by certain standards. So that kept happening. And mentally, they kept, the person kept making money, but they weren't satisfied because of the loss that kept bothering them. So I think they moved to a different strategy of selling. I'm here to tell all of you, I've done this for 10 years as you go through this. Whether you take my word for it or not or ask other people, if you're looking to make substantial money trading, it's not by selling premium unless you have a multi, multi-million dollar account. Those strategies are used by larger institutions. I used them when I had a lot of capital to use. You need a lot of money to do that. So again, people always are searching. Going back to this, again, the derivative is fear of losing. So they're searching for a new system, a better entry, 
and they keep tweaking because they can't take a little heat. So I see this across the board of retail traders. It's endless, endless, endless. When you get over the fear of losing, and I'm not talking lose twenty thousand. I'm talking about a couple hundred bucks, five hundred here and there, thousand. And I really mean this: your trading starts to accelerate. You have to get rid of that fear. You have to understand it's just risk. It's a process. If you have a $10,000 account, every trade you put on is, a, a, let's say, a $1,000 risk. You'd have to lose 10 trades in a row to lose your money. If you don't follow that system and you win 1,000, 1,000, 1,000, the one trade, you know, you have a monster energy drink, you're all hyper ADD, feeling like you're top of the world. You put 5,000 on, your account's 12,000. That's close to 50, 60% of your risk and you lose. That's where you incur issues. You cannot do that as a trader. It has to be boring or not. It's the same risk over and over and over. It's a process. And it never changes. Year after year after year after year, this is how you make this business an actual business. This is how you become sustainable in trading. A lot of people have that issue when they're trading, right? Second point I'll bring with this on losing. It is very hard to blow a trading account of any substantial size unless you are reckless with your risk. It's very rare that one trade warrants more size or position risk than, than another. The times that I personally will put on more risk in a position, let's say I'm up for the quarter of a month, let's say my monthly profit target is 10,000, just for example. And I'm at 15,000 for the month. And I want to press it a little bit more. I have in my mind, the way I'm thinking, I have 5,000 to give. Some people don't agree with this concept. I'm telling you what I do. When you're able to push it, you should push it. When your business isn't doing well, you should take profits. And this is something we talk about in our core foundations. I'm not going to leak all the information to you guys. But that's one of the, the processes in that. So that's part of trading psychology that uh, is a fear of losing. And I think a lot of people, I mean, that's where all this derives. Nobody likes to lose. Losing money is not fun. Um, but a lot of issues derive from that, right? It's why, again, I'm going to re re repeat this. It's why people go to different trading courses or you try to use indicators or chat rooms. The trading system has not changed. Support and resistance levels have always been support and resistance levels in markets, and they will always continue to be. Number two on trading psychology issues is outside noise in markets. And I tell you a story that I've told our students before. When I first started in the markets, I was working with somebody um, with two other traders who I became very good friends with, and we were younger, very young, 21, 22. And like most people that are hobbyist investors or novices, the hobbyist investor reads the Wall Street Journal, reads Barron's, um, you know, reads Yahoo Finance, and they can talk about the markets and they really don't know what they're talking about. They think they do. They really have zero clue. But they know everything about everything. That's the hobbyist. They don't actually make any trades. Maybe it's two or three a year. That's not a professional level trader. What we were doing is at the fund we were first at is we were trained as technical analysts or quants, whatever you want to call it. We were reading this piece on Martin Armstrong. He's, if you Google him, again, don't waste too much time on it, but we we're reading a piece on Martin Armstrong. He was a very smart guy. It was cool to read, but it makes zero difference on how we personally make our money in the market. As a trader, it was funny looking back because we were like, oh, you know, well, he's calling for gold, like, I don't know, 10,000 or just some ridiculous number. I don't know what it was. Right? Well, what difference does it make? What, what gold's going to happen tomorrow or next week or month? It doesn't matter because we were trading futures at that time. 
our moves are one or two or three or four days in, in play, not four years, five years down the road. Right? I heard this other day. I was in a barber shop. The barber was talking about something. And he goes, you know, gold's going, you gotta, I got to buy some more gold bars. And I, and, I, and I make it a point never to interject or even talk about finance outside of what I do. It just gets boring to talk about. I, and I didn't say anything then. But it's interesting to hear the conversation, right? It's the same thing we were doing at the fund. The, the, the owner, the, the partner came in and he saw us reading this Martin Armstrong article. He threw it across the table, told us all to go home and yelled at us. That experience opened my eyes to what he said to us. Whatever the economists say, CNBC, people on Twitter, it has zero bearing to what price action on a chart is going to do. You have to, have to, have to ignore all of that stuff. It makes zero difference in anything that price on a chart does at all. If you don't believe that, you don't trade enough, and two, you don't watch the screens enough. And if you still don't believe it and you watch those, you're, you're looking at something entirely different than what we are. It makes zero difference in the markets. Obviously, there are different things that occur, right? Now, some people are fundamentalists, and I do want to touch on that because there are going to be some people that don't like this discussion. If you are our portfolio manager or you are running tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars, of course, fundamental analysis matters. Of course, interest rates matter. Right. Of course, money flow matters. Of course, certain other outside factors, of course, they matter. For most retail traders, 90% of retail traders managing their own portfolio, it makes zero difference at all. So that's the second one is outside influence on this. The third thing I'll go to is pretty straightforward is lack of preparation on trading psychology. I can be pretty honest about this. Um, being self-reflective. I can tell you in my trading career, the more that I do my analysis, the more I find my support resistance levels and the more I focus and don't have YouTube on or I'm chatting or messing around, the better I've always traded. There's no question about it. Trading requires a lot of your focus and preparation. For me personally, it may sound funny. And my friends, you know, I'm on the West Coast, so I'm on East Coast hours. I go to bed early, 9, 10 o'clock, and it's sometimes earlier, but I'm up at 5 in the morning. If I don't get eight hours of sleep and I wake up in a bad mood, it affects the way I trade. If I don't get coffee, it sounds funny, but if I don't have my coffee and my process in the morning, it affects the way I manage and trade the markets. So that makes a big difference to me in my psychology. If I'm in a bad mood because the outside influence is talking with you know, a girlfriend, um, a friend, and something goes wrong, it affects the way I trade. When those things occur, I simply just don't trade the markets. That's the best advice I can give on that. Going back to lack of focus, a lot of the, the trading psychology, and again, I almost hesitated even doing this podcast in psychology because I'm not a psychologist. I think everybody knows that. I don't buy into a lot of it. Um, I think a lot of issues are black and white. Um, and psychology and this stuff is one of them. The footnote being trading with size is a very difficult thing to do that I've struggled with personally on the futures and options side, but that's for a different discussion I might get into in the podcast here. So the lack of focus is a big thing, um, but I will go back to this and discuss this. Those of you that struggle trading the markets, I think a lot find struggle. What I've seen is the futures side, and I've also seen it on the penny stock side. 
in my opinion as to why that occurs, it's not your system, it's this. Futures move very quickly. So seeing a $200 move or $50 move in the futures markets, when you're watching your PL affects your trade. People can't handle that if you're, you haven't done it for a long time. That affects people. It's not the system. It's just you're not used to seeing money fluctuate like that. How do you fix that? Keep trading longer. It'll go away. On the penny stock and the micro cap stock side, what happens with those traders that have this issue? I'll tell you what, what happens. It goes back to losing, which goes back to derivative losing. You don't have the capital, the risk capital to use in the first place. So you're afraid to lose. Scared money don't make money is a term we used to use back at one of the desks. You're scared to lose money. So every trade, you, you sit there and babysit it like a hawk. The issue that I see with retail traders and trading stocks or trying to day trade, and you see it from a lot of the Muppets teaching people the worst strategies in the world to do this, is a lot of you are taking a $5,000 account and these guys are telling you to put your money offshore at a broker and you're in four or five or six to one. The broker gives you $20,000 to use intraday. And some of you are going to take this information and think it's cool and still not listen, go open the account, and lose some money. It's just a fact of how this all goes. You'll use the leverage on that account. You'll buy a stock that's $5.50, but you'll buy $15,000 worth of it. So your entry has to be so precise and your stop has to be 10 or 15 cents, 20 cents in that stop. You have to get the entry, nail it right on the head to get the proper entry to go your direction. And when it goes your direction, you're up two or 300 bucks, you take profit and then you get back in because you're scared of losing the money and how fast it moves because you're trading with too much size that you can't afford to lose. So then you know what happens instead of realizing that that is the main issue of your, your, your trading fault. You're like, Oh, I've got to use a VWAP. I've got to use an eight SMA, a 10 SMA. I've got to use a one minute chart, a five minute, a 15. So all these outside things occur. And you realize a, you're trading the wrong product. That's not levered. So you're, you're levering the product with other people's capital, which is dangerous. And you're not using a levered product like option or a future that's already pre levered. That's designed for retail when they created the e-mini to create more retail access to this. So that's the second issue that I see, right? It's the same issue in trading psychology that goes back to this issue is I've seen this concept of you've got to have a one to risk one to make two in every trade. That's bogus. The reason that's put in place is again, for people that are afraid to lose, right? It's like going to a, I don't know, a, uh, golf center, you know, the, the putt-putt golf and they have like the go-karts where they put limiters in the go-karts to make it fun for everybody. But if you go to a real go-kart track, it's fast. It's a real deal. So a lot of the education companies have dumbed down the education to make it fun and family accessible for everybody. So they, they tell you it's one to two on your trades. Again, the derivatives of fear to losing. So the issue I'm going to discuss on the one to two trades is go back to fear of losing, not lack of focus. We're going to go back to number one on this is when you're looking at trades and you try to assess risk in that manner, by the time you assess the trade, the trades already have, it's already done and you can't really take the trade. It's very tough to trade in those manners, right? Especially for those of you trying to day trade stocks, which I, I'm, I, I'm still amazed uh, genuinely how people still do it in 2018. I, I really am. It never, never ceases to amaze me. It's another topic to discuss. So those are the two reasons there, right? Capital, levering up on capital, people don't the capital trade, so they're trading the wrong products. Um, and I'm going to segue into options. 
when you are trading options, if you are selling your profits early, taking profits early, I'm not immune to this. I do it myself all the time. Again, this is all real stuff. I messed up on a $30,000, $40,000 trade on Google the other day because, again, the reason was really straightforward. I realized it. I wasn't focused. I had things to do in Los Angeles. Um, had I been paying attention, I wouldn't have let it happen outside events. When you're trading options, the intention is to let the trade run. The options are a levered product. If you're selling early, it's easier to scale out a position. That's how you fix it. If you have five contracts, keep one. If the last one doesn't make you any money, big deal. You still need money on the other. If you can't accept that and you're still, well, I've lost 150 in the last contract. You're greedy. Are you trying to, it's, it's, you have to think in different terms, right? $150 in real life is different from trading life. It's not the same. It is 100% not the same, which goes back to fear of losing money. If you are trading with money, you can't afford to use risk capital. Do not trade the markets. Quit. Don't do this. Building an account with $2,000 is extremely hard to do if you have no skill sets doing this. You're better off spending your time making fifteen dollars to 20000 that you can afford to lose and not be scared of, and then coming back and doing this. 100%. I'm just being as blunt as I can be with you guys as you go through this in the psychology part. So that's another issue there. Uh, the final issue I'll go is on trading consistency. I'll talk on this topic briefly because that was a question that they asked or some of the students asked on trading psychology. Um, trading consistency, let's define that. I had a student in a webinar. I didn't give it. Someone else from the company was giving it, but I was sitting in. So what issues everybody has? Some students were in there, some outside students. One of the students said, look, I have an issue of being consistent. I'm up and down, up and down. I go, no, you don't. And I talked to this student. He had made $15,000 a month before. Same sent me an email, said, look, I was like, I had a good month. He goes, but there's an issue. And I always know the issue. He goes, I lost all of it. And I go, how did you lose 15 grand? You know, you're up 15 grand of the month. You know, you do that 10 months in a row, you're at $150,000 a year. Pretty good business for a few hours a week. No employees, no overhead, right? So he didn't have an issue of being consistent. He has an issue of over trading and being greedy, straightforward. Do not confuse your trading issues and define them incorrectly. You have to be blunt with it. That's not an inconsistency issue. That's a it's an issue with the particular trader just not knowing when to stop and be happy with the money he's made. Right? I have experienced that before, but it came when the portfolio management said, where I was bonused off of the, the profits that I made. There's always, there's a discussion in that world too on how to, to structure properly structure and pay employees. Um, there were times where, you know, bonuses would come and I would try to continue to make more. Um, and it was a little more stressful, but I was trading for the bonus, not trading for um, personal PL. So the consistency issue should never be an issue of um, at trail making money. That shouldn't be an issue in trading. If you are constantly losing money in trading, you just can't make a dime and you lose trades right off the bat. It's just you don't understand support resistance. Just straightforward or how to trade. There's no question. If you have an issue of giving the money back that you make in the month, especially if you're making five, ten, fifteen thousand, you have an issue being greedy. There's that's the issue. Just fix that. It's straightforward. I don't know how to. I'm not a psychologist. Um, <laughs> I don't know even what to say to that. Um, just be. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'll skip that subject. Um, that's a consistency thing. I will say on that on that aspect. That's what's helped me. Um, the one thing I will tell you that's helped me that I've implemented in 2018 is taking 30 to 40 percent of my profits out of my income trading account, not my swing portfolio IRA. Taking 30 percent out every month if I can, and transferring those. You know, buying myself something. 
um, going on a trip because when you realize the profits in real life, it's different. On a computer screen, it doesn't seem real. And so you don't realize, hey, look, I literally just made 10,000. If you were in Vegas and made $10,000 in two sittings, <laughs> that cash is in your chips are in your hand, you realize it's like 10 grand. On the computer, you don't feel it. So there is a de, um, detachment on that end. So when you take the money out, you can see it, it becomes real, and then you're actually running a business. So that's something I would suggest to you to fix that issue. Pull money out of your account every month. I'm gonna segue that topic into this thing. Most traders, what they try to do is take an account and see how big they can get it. There is no reward in the Guinness book. Maybe there is. Nobody's gonna write about you. Nobody's gonna give you a million dollar bonus if you take an account from 5,000 to 100,000. That's awesome. A lot of people do it. Nobody cares to be blunt. You made 95 grand, which is awesome. People have done a lot crazier. There is no reward at the end of that. The reward is you taking money out of that. Don't try to keep building an account for sake of building an account. On the segue on that is don't think because you have more money to trade with that it becomes easier to trade either. If I'm still a dummy with a million dollar account, and don't manage risk, it doesn't matter if I'm trading with a million or, or 10,000, I still have to manage risk the same way. It doesn't make a difference. I've heard a lot of people say that as well. If you can't make money with a $10,000 account, you're not gonna make money with a $10 million account. You might get lucky because you can hold out for longer positions, but it, it, it's the same issues that you have with making the $10,000 account are gonna reflect in a $10 million account. So that's what I'll say as well. Um, on that end, um, to go through that. So I guess on the psychology side, that's those are the notes I wanted to discuss. Uh, losing is obviously a big fear of this. Outside influence, stay away from that. Um, lack of focus, make sure the preparation is there. That's a big deal in the markets too. Um, and obviously, I think the last point I'll make on this is whether you take a course or you're learning to do this, you have to get to the point sometime, whether it's make a goal for yourself one year or two years, you need to become self-reliant on your own trading ideas. It's cool to have outside validation, but you need to get to the point you're investing where you trust yourself and really try and learn to do this. Once you trust yourself, you can tune out everybody else, even me, even our chat rooms. And that, that's kind of the way we teach people to trade, not to give a plug to the company, but legitimately when we teach people to do this, it's so that you can stop and just learn to do this the rest of your life. It's not so you have to continue to do this. You should get to that point um, where you can make those decisions on your own. You have to learn to trust yourself in trading it takes time. Um, it's a process. So yeah, I guess that'll do it for our trading psychology topic. We might do a part two in this, but again, I really, unless there's specific questions, it's hard for me to talk on this stuff because a lot, I just see a lot of the issues is pretty blunt, is pretty black, sorry, black and white as how to fix them. Um, the greed issue is a big deal. People just don't know when to take profits and they just get greedy. I don't know how to fix that. Um, number two, the fear of losing comes from the capital you can't afford to lose. If you don't have capital, I'm telling you that a lot of the issues are derived from that, right? People putting accounts offshore, people buying indicators, people going to 50 webinars. Uh, you've got to have capital to do this. I mean, there's just no question. I mean, you wouldn't go out and start a restaurant with $2,000, maybe a hot dog cart. <laughs> um, you got to be realistic with this. This is a business. So yeah, hopefully this episode helped. Um, as we go through this, thanks for tuning in to the Long Short Show. If you like the show, give us a thumbs up, like the channel. If you want to hear more ideas, if you're a student, you know where to find us in the chat. If you're not a student, use the contact page on the website. Um, if you don't like the show, I guess write your comments too. Um, 
And then make sure to go over to Landshark Education or scroll down on this page here. You can get a 60-day guest pass to our 24-7 all-access chat room, as well as a one-on-one, -on -one, one-hour coaching session with one of our instructors that'll do a personal assessment on your trading and answer some questions for you. That's going to do it for me for the Long Short Show. Thanks for tuning in once again. Subscribe to our iTunes, Facebook, and our YouTube channels, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Long Short Show. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And remember, you can get a 60-day guest pass by visiting LandsharkEducation.com.